Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. I am your host, Jesse Fuller, and today we're going to get a little bit personal. I want to talk about bodies, the human body. And this one here might bring up some feelings, some emotions, but I do want to preface this entire podcast by saying I am not here to judge you on the current body you have. Your body, whatever shape, size, color that it is, is unique and it is yours. And it is completely up to you how your body looks, feels, and functions. But what I want to discuss, I want to have a little bit of a dialogue, a little bit of communication about bodies, okay? Because your body is a direct reflection of what's most important to you, okay? This is, I talk about this a lot, is it's actions over words. A lot of people talk about looking, feeling a certain way, but then their actions are definitely not in alignment of those words. There is an incongruency between the words that you say and the actions that you actually produce and take up, okay? And unfortunately, it seems like nowadays that there's a line that can't be crossed or even discussed or talked about when it comes to the body. I've had posts on social media that have been flagged that I couldn't uh, boost or you know sponsor to reach more people, get my message out there, due to specific words that have been used. Words like body, overweight, fat, obesity, responsibility. Those words, if we never discuss these topics and these words, what they mean, how they come about, and the role that they play in your life, we're always gonna skirt around the problem or a potential problem. So I wanna dissect this for a second. When did discussing these topics become taboo? Now, just to be very clear, I'm talking, I'm not talking about body shaming people or being rude, mean, or an asshole and you know, picking on somebody based upon somebody's body shape or size. I'm not talking about that. I think that is wrong. Yes, that is completely wrong and should be, you know, knocked out. What I'm referring to is having a dialogue and getting people to think about reality. The facts are this. Body size and body weight is going up. The statistics are there. The studies have been done. The evidence is in. I'm going to talk about the country that I live in, Australia. Over 63% of the population is either overweight or obese. This leads to a tremendous amount of health risks and concerns high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, heart disease, heart attack. And what I'm talking about here, this isn't body shaming. I haven't said, you, Harold, you are 30 kilos, you are fat and overweight, you need to do something about it. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we do need to actually discuss this and identify what is the cause? How do we fix it? Is it something that wants that you need or you need that wants to be fixed? Because we can't just keep brushing it under the table and not talking about it. And this isn't body shaming. By avoiding these topics 
and looking at the underlying issues, the root causes. Unless you do that, the problems cannot be overcome. When I use the phrase problem, the problem I'm talking about is that 63% of the Australian population being overweight or obese. That's what I'm referring to, just to clarify. So when we're talking about bodies, body shape, body size, body weight, it can bring up a lot of emotions. I understand that. I'm not naive enough to say that just because my weight range is in a healthy range and I feel comfortable at my personal weight range that it doesn't affect other people. I 100% acknowledge and understand that it can be very uncomfortable for some people. Talking about it can be confronting, upsetting, and highly emotional. I, I do get that. What I'm saying is by avoiding having these discussions of you know why it's there in the first place or is it something that wants to be overcome, it's never going to change. We must examine why it makes you feel that way. The extra weight in itself isn't the problem. It's, it's not directly the problem. It is a byproduct. It is the symptom with the cause of being overweight or being obese. The cause is being in a calorie surplus, a positive energy balance. This means there are too many calories going in and not enough calories being burned. This is not my opinion. This is a fact. This is the way the body functions from a biological standpoint. And it means it's it's not saying that you know it's happened for a day or a week. If you are overweight or obese, this has been going on. A calorie surplus has been happening for a long time. Which brings me to the point of your body. Whatever body you are in right now, whether you are thin, fat, lean, toned, flabby, loose, or tight, whatever body that you inhabit right now, you have it because of the daily actions and decisions you have taken. I don't know those decisions. I don't know the actions. I don't know the choices you've made. Only you do. And the size and shape of your body doesn't make you a good or a bad person. Just because you're thin or in a healthy weight range doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a shit person either. And vice versa, if you are overweight or obese, it doesn't make you a good or a bad person. These are just, we're just stating reality. Where, what is body weight? What is my body composition? How do I look? I'm not talking from a, you know, being conceited or, or shallow. I'm just talking about from a health standpoint. Doesn't make you a good or bad bad person, you know, a, a number on the scale. All it does, it's just a it's just a data point. It's just a stat. All it does is reflect what is the most important thing to you. I've talked about your highest values. And the things that are most important to you are typically the things that get done. And the things that aren't important are generally the things that don't get done or we make excuses for because they are not important enough. What you do every day, this exemplifies and really just shines a light on the actions you take and the behaviors you demonstrate every day. And also, more importantly, over a long period of time. 
This is why I'm saying your body is a reflection of what's most important to you. It didn't happen overnight. Your body didn't suddenly become lean or muscular or fat. It didn't happen all of a sudden. It took time. It took a lot of time. So I want you to stop what you're doing. If you're driving, continue driving. But I want you to start to think about what have you been doing over the last three to five years? It's a fairly lengthy time period, but it's definitely long enough to help you understand why you are exactly where you are at this point in time. Let's answer a couple of little questions. What type of foods did you primarily eat? So I'm not talking about the once-off things. I'm not talking about Karen's birthday or your anniversary or when you went away on that one Saturday or when you had the guys' night or when you went out on the golf course. I'm not talking about the once-off things. I'm talking about what you do 90% of the time, the majority of the time. What foods and how much of those foods did you eat? How much alcohol have you consumed over the three to five years? So if you do like to get a bit rowdy and get on the sauce, tally up, all right, if I drink six beers every weekend over three to five years, how many weekends is that? Do the, do the math. You'll be, you'll be astounded by some of these numbers that come up, both in terms of calories, in terms of you know actual beverages. Let's talk about protein. To have a healthy, fit, strong, and lean body, protein is a absolute necessity. How much protein have you been consuming every day? Again, on average, not on the days where you just made a real concerted effort and ate 200 grams of protein and then the next day you went back down to a mere 50 or 60 grams. I'm talking about on an average day. How much protein did you consume? What type of training? When it comes to actual movement and structured physical training, how much have you been doing every week? So if we actually, again, tally it up, on an average week, how many minutes of exercise did you do? Did you walk? Did you jog? Did you run? Did you perform intervals? Was it on the rower? Did you lift weights? Did you swing kettlebells? What level of consistency have you been showing? So on January the 2nd, because on January the 1st, we're recovering from the 31st, so New Year's resolutions start at least on the 2nd, if not later. So if you did create a New Year's resolution, what level of consistency have you been showing since you created that goal? If you told yourself, I'm gonna, this is my year, I'm gonna absolutely turn the corner and get it all right. If you said, I commit to training four times per week, are you still doing four times per week? Have you been doing that for the, for the past three to five years? So this is where we're looking at things from a holistic perspective, from a 10,000 foot view, not just highlighting on you know one day or one week when you're on form and you're ticking the boxes, or on the other side where you fall off the wagon and you beat yourself up about it. I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about on an average week, like on an overall, if we were to take the good and the extreme bad you know, in the middle, what, where you sit most of the time, what level of consistency have you shown? Let's, uh, let's pull up the, uh, the online banking statement. And let's have a look over the last three to five years. How much money have you spent ordering from Uber Eats or getting a food delivery service? You know, takeaway that is now delivered to your door, contactless for ease of 
you know, execution and to stay COVID safe. So you're doing the right thing. Excellent. But all I'm trying to do here, I'm not saying you're a good person or a bad person. I'm not trying to shame you. All I'm trying to do is get you to look at the facts. As a listener of The Wake Up Call, if you're a regular, you will know that we do not deal in fantasy, but facts. So this is what we're doing. We're starting to peel back the layers of the onion. We're starting to, you know, pull out all those little bits of information that we've maybe buried or tried to ignore for a long time to hopefully identify, oh, kind of makes sense why I am where I am. The body is actually, I actually probably deserve to be where I am because of the actions that I've taken, the choices that I've made over the last three to five years. This is what I want you to start to think about, okay? And I'm gonna go down a few different avenues here to give you some perspective and a bit of, uh, you can kind of personalize this to your current situation based upon what's most important to you. If you value your career, with a decent amount of certainty, I can kind of guess confidently that you're going to spend a lot of time, effort, and money on developing your profession. If you value it, if it's a high priority for you, if it's a high level of importance, you're going to probably spend a lot of what you do every week in that area because it's important. The same thing goes for your relationships, your family, your friends, your partner, your spouse. If that is of the highest priority, I can ascertain pretty confidently, again, that you're going to spend a lot of time, effort, money on developing great relationships within your household and within the people you care most about. And again, this doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. All it does is illustrate that's what's most important to you. If you value your body, your health, your fitness, you will spend a lot of your time, effort, and money on optimizing and enhancing the way that it looks, feels, and functions. These are facts. It's not what you say you do that counts. It's what you do that counts. Actions speak much louder than words. And here's the thing. I don't, I'm not an expert. I don't have a crystal ball and I, I don't have cameras in your house. So I, I, can't, I can't tell what you do every single day. But if I did get a film crew, if I did have a journal and I got you to write down precisely what you have done and I had to the minute evidence of what you have been doing over the last three to five years, it will make complete sense why you are where you are. I don't know you. I don't know your unique situation and your set of circumstances. What I do know is people. Human beings as a species do things for one or two reasons typically. A, we go towards pleasure. So something that gives us pleasure or benefit or perhaps instant gratification. We go, we do things that make us feel good. Or B, we do things to avoid pain. So if you've got, okay, here's a really easy example. You've got two choices. <laughs> you got two choices. I was gonna use a different example, but I'll, I'll leave that one alone. You got two choices. You do 100 squats or you do no squats. 
Two different people will give you two different responses based upon what's most important. The person who uh, places a high level of importance on their body will say, you know what? If I do those 100 squats, it's going to make me stronger. It's going to make me more mobile. It's going to make me more resilient. And it's actually going to speed up the process to take me towards my goals. Hey, Jesse, I'll take, I'll lock in A. I'll take the squats, please. Then you might have on the other side, person B, who says, oh, 100 squats, you got to be joking. Why on earth would I want to do that? So you could either do 100 squats or you can go and sit on the couch. Oh, give me the couch any day of the week. 100 squats, forget about it. Give it to someone else who's fitter and stronger and... Nah, that just requires too much effort. That's a really polarizing example. But that's what we do as human beings. We either do go towards pleasure, something that makes us feel good, or we do something to avoid pain. You've got option A and option B. Sometimes you're just going to pick the easier because it's less painful or it's less uncomfortable. So this means right now, after going through all of that stuff, this means you need to actually dig deep and do some work on yourself. This is the mental side of the physical journey that people definitely do not spend enough time doing. You actually have to work on yourself and identify what is most important to you. And you can do it very simply with a blank piece of paper. What's most important to you? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it your relationships? Is it your body? Is it entertainment? Is it travel? Is it your career? Is it doing the least amount possible? So maybe it's just comfort and convenience and you know easy living, which may come back to bite you in the backside. But hey, whatever it is for you, you write that down and you make a list of all the things which is most important to you. Only you know the answer. The true answer, not the one that you say in public just so you can fit in, but you know, the thing that keeps you up at night or is, you know, on your mind every waking minute when you're not occupied. So when there's that silence, when there's no music, when there's no people around, it's that one thing that's kind of grabbing your attention, saying, hey, what about that? And you try and ignore it. That's your true answer. So you get your list. Once you have your list, of, hey, these are the things that are important to me, truly important to me, you then need to prioritize them. So if everything's important, then nothing is important. You can't give 100% effort to six different things at the same time. It's impossible. And I know there's going to be one smart aleck who says, oh, I'm listening to your podcast while running, while bouncing a ball, while taking my dog for a walk, while whatever it is. No, you can't. You can only do one thing really well at a time. Ask anyone who is, a, who is a master at their craft. But prioritize, what is the list? What is the most important thing? Followed by the second and the third. And what you will find, what's really interesting when you do this exercise is, if you have 20, 30, 40, or 50 different items on that list that is most important to you, that should set off some alarm bells. You got 50 or 48 things that are important to you. Jesus, how on earth are you gonna get around to all of those? It's gonna be very difficult. On the other side of the spectrum, if you have maybe three or four things which are of true significance and meaning to you, I can, I can 
give you some confidence here to say, hey, you can actually invest a lot of time, effort, and money into these areas and actually make some real headway, some real progress. So you've created your list. You've got your list of priorities. Where does your body fit on that list? Did it even make the cut? If it is, have a look. What number did you give it? On that priority, what number is it? If it's up the top, so if it's number one, and your body looks and feels the way you want, or is at least heading in the direction you want, fantastic work. Great job. You are on the right path. Keep it up. You're doing the right things. Well done. If you placed it at the top of your list and your body doesn't look or feel the way you want it to, and it's not heading in the direction you want, your actions are running contrary to what you say. You tell yourself, you tell others, hey, my body means a lot to me. I really want to get it right. I want to change the way I look, feel. I, I want to be stronger. I want, I want to have less body fat. If you're not doing anything to back that up, you're never going to get anywhere. Nothing's going to change. Again, your body reflects what's most important to you. So if it is at the top of your list and your actions are not in alignment of what you have just said, I can tell you right now, it's not truly important to you. Not to the level that it needs to be. There are other things which are above that on your priority list by way of actions and what you demonstrate in terms of your behaviors every day. You can't argue the facts. If your body doesn't look, feel, or function the way you want it to, and you keep telling yourself, oh, it's my most important priority, Jesse, it really is, I swear to God. Well, if it's not moving you in that direction, I can tell you it's not in the right bucket. It's not that. It's not the highest priority. Or if it is, you're doing something wrong with regards to your training and your nutrition. Hey, that's the truth. Sometimes that, that's hard to hear, but I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you that. If I said, hey, you know, just keep going, doing what you're doing for another six months. If you've already been doing it for six months and see no progress, something's got to change. Something's got to change, man. Lastly, if you ranked your body, your health and fitness near the bottom of your list and you're okay with that, that's cool. All the power to you. I'm not here to say you're right or wrong. It's your choice. I can't, I can't make you do anything. But just understand the consequences. When your health, body, fitness, weight, body composition, when it is a low priority, just understand the consequences. Your food choices will be poor. Your amount of exercise that you complete will be low. Your posture, ah, who cares about it? So that'll deteriorate. And then, you know, we don't do any strength training, so we're gonna lose muscle mass. We're gonna get a bit of extra fat gain because we're exerting less energy. So again, that calorie surplus will be present. And then you're going to create that whole cascade of events. Overweight, more pressure on joints, risk of high blood pressure, list of uh, risk of diabetes, do it. Need I say more? We all have bodies. I've got a body. You've got a body. We've all got bodies. And they are all unique and different. No two people have the exact same body. But you only have one body. And you cannot replace it or swap it out for a better one. So there's only one way to get the most out of it. And if you want to upgrade the frame you're in, 
You have to do it by the actions you take and the choices you make and work on it every single day. That's the shortcut, guys. You just gotta do the work. It's as simple as that. It's a bit of a full-on episode, I know. But your body does reflect what's most important to you. So if you're not happy with the results you're seeing, something needs to change. So I'll leave you there, guys. If you loved the Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.